Hey guys, welcome back to a special edition of Coffee and a Good Vibe, the Instagram Live experience. So, guys, do not know this, I started this new thing where every Friday, I literally bring the coffee and the good vibes live on Instagram with an entrepreneur, a creative, an influencer in the space, just doing incredible things. I think that it's such a blessing to have these platforms and there's so much growth and abundance that comes from sharing other people's stories, their journeys, their entrepreneurial endeavors. And I think that there's so much to be learned from everyone. So every Friday, I decided to go live and do live podcasting. So we literally bring the coffee, have the good vibes and kick off our Friday mornings with just the most best energy and connect with a new creator who we can showcase. So this Friday we had Megan Heaton. So she's an influencer. She's a model. She's an entrepreneur. She's just such an incredible human. And I got to connect with her for the first time on this live. We got connected through a mutual friend. We never had any conversation before it. So it was super authentic and you guys got to get to know Meg as I did. And now I am so excited for this new friend friendship and this girlfriend out in, in LA because she's such a bright soul and you guys are gonna love it. So every week I announce who I go live with on Instagram. So make sure you are following me on Instagram at Aisha Sarah and I announce the IG lives. You can set the reminder and it's just such a fun way to connect and bring the podcast onto Instagram and then share it on this platform after, share it on YouTube because we are all about that cross promotion life that branding and that marketing life. It's so just amazing with, with what you can do on these platforms. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let me know what you guys think about it. Share it with a friend, share it on your social. If this content is serving and providing value because that is literally my why behind this. And I just hope it's a catalyst for growth in any way. If any of these interviews inspire you in any way, let me know. I wanna hear from you. I wanna support you in your abundant journey journeys. So let's dive into this amazing Instagram live experience with Megan Heaton. And I love you guys so much. And I hope you guys enjoy this awesome episode. Influencer on the rise. <laughs> so we're going to make sure you guys get a lot of value from this. But Meg, do you mind giving the people and the people listening on the podcast a little bit of background on you, what you do and where you're from? I would love to. So my name's Megan Heaton, obviously. I'm 26 years old. I am a Capricorn. I'm from Indiana, really, really small town in Indiana. It's called Brazil. It's close to Terre Haute. I don't know if you guys are like very familiar with Indiana, but it's close to Indianapolis, like an hour away, which is close for Indiana people. In LA, that's like very, very far. But um, yeah, I live in LA now. I love living in LA. I didn't love it at first, but we'll get into that later. It's definitely been a really good transition for me. And now I'm full-time blogger, social media consultant. I model, I do a little bit of acting and I golf. Um, so those are kind of the starting points of what I'm doing right now. And yeah, so basically, just to give you a short like overview of how I got to LA, I was pretty active in high school and in my school, but I was dancing a lot in Indianapolis just because 
my parents pushed me to try every single sport ever. And for some reason, dance just stuck. And so doing that, I kind of exited the high school like curricular activities and entered more of like going to dance after every day of school. And on the weekends, I would stay there in Indianapolis and just like get really serious about my dance career. And growing up, that was one of my main, main like focuses. It's just all I did. And so I think that has kind of led me to more of an active lifestyle, which I love, but um, it also makes me feel like I should always be moving and doing something. So we kind of battle like a happy balance there. But my dad was a huge basketball guy. And if you know anything about Indiana, you know, like we're the Hoosier state. And so basketball is like, big, big time for us, but I wasn't the basketball star that he wanted me to be. Instead, I was more of a um, cheerleader on the sidelines, teaching all the girls how to like dance, like do like different dances and chants, like whenever the girls were like shooting hoops or whatever it was. Anyway, he kicked me off the basketball team and was like, you need to go dance. And so right after that, I was like, okay, fine. I'll just take dance really seriously. So I did that all through middle school, all through high school. And my senior year, I, you know, I hurt my knee. I got diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And then I also just kind of got burnt out on dancing. And this is when like we were taking dance really seriously. Like we did, I think I danced literally like I was, I danced at the Olympics, which was kind of like the last straw for me where I was just like, uh, I kind of want to do other things. Like, I don't know if this is going to be my path, whatever. And so yeah, the Olympics kind of was like the end all for me dancing. And after that I decided I wanted to go away for college. And that's kind of when Instagram started to take off too, was like my senior year of high school. It was just starting. People were just using it to like, really show what they were doing like showing trips they were going on or showing the food they were eating or their dog or like they're with their best friend like it was not what it what it is now obviously so I toured a couple colleges I toured a college in Tennessee I obviously toured like Indiana University and then I got to Arizona State and I toured that college and I was I mean, it's like Disneyland for college students. It's the, I just love that campus. It's so like, the sun is always out. Everybody's beautiful there. I feel like, like it's, it's like the Stepford Watts. I don't, have you ever been to Arizona State University? No, but I've heard through like Michael, I've heard that Arizona's just got, everyone's beautiful. Everyone's thriving. (laughs) Yes. And you know, it's funny because every time I even think about Scottsdale, I just like, I get chills because I just love it so much. I don't know. There's something, I don't know if you're into astrology, like geography astrology where like there are certain lines of your like astrology measures that you feel more comfortable in certain places and like less comfortable in certain places and for some reason I must have some sort of like astro geography line through Scottsdale or Arizona because I feel so grounded and like I don't know very supported there and I'm very loved and so I don't know I've always loved Scottsdale and so That's kind of where the Instagram took off. I started teaching fitness classes at ASU and I started like kind of posting on my Instagram about that. And I also joined a sorority, Theta, at ASU. And I started taking photos for like Theta shirts, stuff like that. Those would get reposted on like Barstool Sports, which I hate to say that because it sounds kind of like not that Barstool is tacky at all, but just some of the things that they put up there, like just girls in bikinis. And I had a big white t-shirt on with jeans on with a ball cap on and it said theta on it and that got posted and I think that was like that day I gained like 20k because luckily I started an Instagram kind of when it was like taking off and you could really gain traction just from being posted on someone else's 
feed. It's not like that anymore. It takes a little bit more work. Oh, someone discovered you through Barstool. That's so cool. They're still really? following yeah, see? you. Isn't that crazy? Thank you, Iggy. Oh, yeah. Let's go through some of these comments. Sorry, I'm just like talking your ears No, off. I'm loving this because I didn't know any of this. And I think that the time too, like Gabe last week, it was like that time of beginning Instagram was such a lucrative time because you hit like the most growth, right? In that period of time. And like, it's, it would just be crazy how I would watch my posts just kind of go viral, which we didn't know that's what it was at the time. And we we're just like, oh my gosh, how did you get 800 likes on that? Like, and so, yeah, it was it's just crazy how much it's changed and how like, I don't know, the momentum of Instagram has really slowed down. Like you're not able to go viral as easily, but that I got, I got very lucky. I was in at the right time. So that was good. What was your like pillars of content? Would you say so fitness modeling? Like what did you post about at that time? Just to give people like an idea. There were a couple girl. I just remember joining my sorority and thinking the girls in there were just like, literal top models and so they would take photos they would go out and take photos like in cute really cute outfits like in the desert and they would post them and like this is when free people would sometimes like repost my like sorority sisters and stuff and so I started hanging out with the girls that were creating content for free just for fun maybe they were stylists at free people maybe they worked at one of the local boutiques and then that sort of transitioned into me also modeling at the local boutiques and like taking photos for them. And then they would give me free clothes. And I just thought it was the greatest. Yeah, thing it was ever. influencer like, marketing was so new then. Did you ever get paid for posts or was it all just like collab? All free. But it was the coolest thing ever. You were like, oh my yeah, God. I, thought, I literally <laughs> thought it was the shit because I'm like, I'm getting all these free clothes. They want to take my photo. I'm like gaining a fault. Like it's, it's all collaborative, you know? And it was, it was, it was great. And that's kind of what made it take off. I worked for a brand called 224 Apparel, which did all sorority clothing. And so that got me a lot of girls to follow me, which was good because you want a higher girl ratio um, as a, as a female, because it's very hard to sell to men. So, but there's a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. So yeah, graduated with major in marketing a minor in media analysis and international business. And after that, I stayed in Scottsdale for like six months. And honestly, I was working in the bar scene at that time, just saving a bunch of money up because if you've ever been to Scottsdale, you know that Old Town is just like a really fun party place. And I'm not a huge drinker. I don't like love, love, love to drink. And so it was, it worked out for me to work at one of the bars and my friends would come in like my girlfriends. And then we would just like hang out and it would work for me because if they were coming to like a table that I was working at, like the people that had the table would be happy. I don't know. It just all always like was very cohesive. And I did that for like six months, saved up, saved up a bunch of money. And then I eventually just moved to LA. Okay. I love that. What would you think was like the one driver that made you move to LA? Cause you left, you love Scottsdale. You love, you have a lot of friends there, a community and you left all keep that, that in mind. Like just keep in mind, my love for Scottsdale goes past my love for any other place on earth. And I just felt like one, I did not want to end up in my college town, which I don't know, like it could, I could eventually end up there, but I don't want it to feel like I'm in my college town. Like I felt like I needed to, remove myself from it for a while and then come back maybe. So that was one reason. Another reason was that I had just gotten out of a relationship and I was really, really over like being in the same city as him. And so I was just ready to kind of start new. And also I felt like if I wanted to be who I wanted to be, 
I needed to be somewhere like LA or New York. And LA was very close. I have a bunch of friends in LA. It was close to Scottsdale. It was going to be an easier, so I thought, transition. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it just so happened that my childhood best friend, who I had, she's been my best friend for 17 years, she had just moved to LA. And she's like, why don't we get a room, like a apartment together? I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's just do it. And so, yeah. And so I moved and I'm going to tell you that transition, it's not a college environment. So nobody wants to be your friend. Like nobody's looking for friends. It was so tough to like find a crew. And I didn't even know what I wanted to do when I first moved to LA. I knew I kind of wanted it to be in the blogging world, but I was also like not banking on that just because I knew I had a higher male following. I knew that I needed to get my foot in the door. And so I was like interviewing for PR positions in LA. I interviewed at Bellare. I interviewed viewed at um, BGPR, like all these really big PR agencies just to be like a showroom assistant, like make dirt money. I just wanted to be in it. Like I would do anything. And all of them, they were like, no, no, no. You know, you should pursue your following. You should pursue blogging. Like you should really try to get into it. And so for the first year I was literally miserable because didn't have a good friend group. Like I had like two friends in LA, wasn't making any money, just was really struggling to find like purpose. And like my health wasn't great either just because I was so stressed about everything. I just gotten my dog Benji, which if you have a puppy and you first moved to LA, that's stressful too. (laughs) And so yeah, it took me a good year to finally get my foot in the door. And then once I did, it was like, it was like the biggest weight off my chest. It was just such a good feeling and such a rewarding feeling. And I am very proud of myself for pushing through and, um, not giving up and like fighting until I finally was able to make some money and that, that first brand deal comes in. And then I'm just like so grateful and I like work as hard as I can. It's, it's not an easy job being a blogger. I think that people think it's like, like so glamorous and everything. Oh, you get to take pictures and do your makeup, but it's like, it is, there's so much you beyond those be pictures. self starter and you have to be so motivated and driven from within or for, you have to have a really big why, I think, because it's so easy just to sit back and be like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, like I, to this day, I'm still doing I stuff. I love this. Me. I kind of want to dive into that like mindset because clearly like anyone listening, like you have this like relentless driven mindset and you're like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. You said you're a Capricorn. That's probably why like you just know what you want. Like, you're just super relentless. Like, you knew you wanted to come here. A lot of people would have left. Like, they wouldn't have stuck stuck out a year. Especially because you didn't come, like, Scott, you didn't come from anywhere. You came from a beautiful place. Like, you could literally go back, have all your friends live in that amazing spot. But you were like, no, I know what I'm capable of. And I know this is where I need to be. So, you said something about your why. And I love that. What was your why going through this? Like, can you, I know it was a while ago, but like, For someone who's listening, even like post this, like who's going through a time where they're struggling to like build a brand, build a business, like what was the mental verbiage and mental conversation that- I love this question just because um, it's kind of a selfish answer and it goes all the way back to high school. And I, I talk, I think a lot of girls went through this, but this just like put a fire in my ass. I'm in high school and I would show up and- I would be wearing like cute clothes, like a cute outfit that I thought was adorable. And my mom would be like, you look so cute, like la la la. And then I'd get to school and it's, why are you wearing that? Like, it was just very, a judgy um, environment. And that scarred me. Like I would literally only wear 
sweatpants and sweatshirts and my hair in like a messy bun to school because that's what all the other girls were doing. And I didn't want to be different. I didn't want to go outside the box and I, they would make me feel lesser than whenever I would wear certain clothes or act a certain way or Megan's a snot. Like I just took it so seriously what other people were thinking and was just kind of falling in line. And that's just not, that's just not who I am. I don't like to fall in line. I also don't like to be put down for things that I like. I don't, I don't believe in putting people down, you know, for things that they like, like they're allowed to like that. It's really important to be open and have like an open mindset and like let people be who they want to be. That's one of the first things that kind of ignited me to be like, no, I'm going to make something of myself and show them that I can move forward and like not be affected by your judgment almost. And so then I get to college and that's when the blogging world kind of took off. And I got shit for that too. It was like, why do you post on, like, you literally think you're a model. Like you're just posting on Instagram all the time. Like just people love to hate on things. A, they aren't comfortable with B they're jealous of, or C like, they just like to like hate on something and like make you feel stupid for your passions. And I just, I don't like that. I would, I would never put someone down for something that they're passionate about. Even if I think it's crazy, like I'm always, I'm never going to be that negative voice in your head ever. I'm always going to make you feel comfortable. I'm always going to make you feel like you're going to do it. I'm going to support you. Like that is just from my past, you know, experiences. That's so, so important to me. And so high school drove me college drove me. And now I'm, I'm in LA and I've been here. I lost a bunch of friends. when I moved to LA because they were like, you're pursuing like the wrong things. You need to get a real job. Like you're so full of yourself, like all this stuff. And yeah, it's blogging might be like a narcissistic, like type of job. It looks like from the outside. But for me, my motive is I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to show you the coolest, like thing, the trends. Like I, I want to be a voice of like knowledge of things that I'm hearing because maybe I get to them first and then you get to hear them and I get to tell you about them. And I want you to come to me for like confidence. I want girls to come to me as like a role model of, of, Hey, it's okay for me to leave my small town in Indiana. Hey, it's okay for me to wear what I want to wear and be confident in it. It's okay for me to pursue a big dream, a big goal because I can be different. I don't have to fall in line. I don't have to settle. I don't have to listen to all these people. And so that is like something that gives me chills even talking about it is just being such a positive force on like the younger generation. Um, it was, it's just really important. I think that's my biggest drive. That was a very long answer. To I love, no, all parts of that added up and they needed like that backstory because it's so true. And I was reading the comments, like there's always going to be haters. And then the thing is, if you let that hold you back, then when you start playing the game at a bigger level, like you are, you moved to LA, you're growing a bigger audience. There's more of those like at steroids. That's why it's so important to develop that mindset and have that why so great because like, say like little Meg in high school, like you overcame that, that one, then it's like, oh, there's more college. Then it's like more, then you move to LA and then it's more. So you literally always have to keep like instilling that belief because people are always gonna hate. And then the other note on the blogging, I always like have the opposite. I know people think like, oh, you're being like, conceited or like, but I'm like, how they're literally their platform stands for providing value to others. Like I always say like, it's like the, actually the exact opposite of like being conceited. They're literally going above and beyond like Instagramming everything before they even eat, like doing so much like to put out value and create this like community and platform for everything that you stand for. So to me, it like blows my mind. And that's why it's like in LA, like even going into like 
environment. I feel like you're so grounded and super self-aware of like what you want to manifest in your life and then also your circle. And I think that's so important to speak on because I'm sure you have a really supportive tribe here in LA, but like talk about that. I feel like you don't tolerate any shit. I, I really don't. And it's, it's almost to a fault where I, I just like cut people off. Like if I feel like our energy isn't matching or if I feel like you don't have my best intention, I'm just, I'm very, it's not in a mean way. I don't, I don't hate you. I don't resent you. I genuinely still wish you the best, but there are definitely times when it's, it's just time for you to remove that energy from your circle because you know, you've heard it a million times. You are the five people you hang out with. And so for me in LA, if you know anything about LA, it's very hard to find like grounded, genuine people that aren't just trying to like use you as like a stepping ladder to climb up to where they need to be. And so, yeah, finding my tribe was, it's still in the works. I'm still working on it because I feel like uh, COVID has just changed my mindset with all of that a lot too. Like I, I really invest in my emotional health a lot more. I'm really, really intuitive about like the energy that's around me. Like I really notice it now. I've gotten really still with all of that. And so it's made me like lose some people. And I think that happens with growth and that's okay. And I I read something that was like, you don't own anybody. No person that you're like friends with, like owes you anything. You only have the time you have with them then and now. And you need to just appreciate that time that you have with them. And like, that's what they're there for is that time. And maybe they make it to your next chapter. Maybe they don't, but there doesn't need to be bad feelings behind any of that, you know? But yeah, I, I love to keep like a really strong, empowering circle that's kind of on the same page as me. And I, I just feel like it's really fun to go through life and just see the different people that you, I don't know, like come across and who sticks and who doesn't. And it's just, it's just interesting and just staying attached to nothing, but connected to everything or connected to everything attached to nothing, whatever that saying is, um, it's just really important just to know that you have yourself and that's it. That's all you need. You yourself, like you're, you are your like most, you're your rock is what I'm trying to say. Like you are the main person in your life. And so you just need to foster that relationship with yourself, learn to love yourself and just know that the rest will fall into place. You need to, you need to have that because honestly, like every level of ourself too, as we grow, you lose people along the way, and, but then also you attract new people who are playing the game at a bigger level. So it's like so important to like really stick true to those values and like not tolerate any shit, like have like a radar where you can like, especially in LA, I feel like that comes like at steroids. So you really have to be super cautious of that. Personal development practices, like routines. I gotta like, cause I feel like it's so aligned right here. Do you, and what is your like journaling routine or like any personal development routine? Cause this mindset work guys, like she works on, like she's definitely like working on making her a stronger version yeah, of herself. I love that you asked that because I am so in that mindset right now. I've never been so committed to, I don't want to say self-help because that makes me feel like, you know, there's something wrong, which we all have shit going on. So whatever, but really like the self-help, the routines, like all these things. I recently, the first step for me was Kenzie Burke. I started listening to her podcasts and just the way she goes about her day and her routine. And same with Mimi Bouchard, who I do her meditations every single day. So I'm going to, I'm just going to go through what my routine is. So I wake up in the morning and this is the one part of my routine that's not good. And it's unfortunately the first part is that I work 
right when I wake up because I feel like I'm most alert. I'm fresh. So when I, I also, by the way, I manage uh, two social media brands. They're kind of under the same tier. It's A-Stars Women's and ASYDF. You guys probably see me post about them a ton. I love these brands. And in the mornings, I get my posts and their posts like up and going. And I get like the captions done, the stories done. And that's the first thing I do just to get it out of the way. So then I can like really dial in and not think about anything else through the next hour, hour and a half. And so after I work for an hour, which I'm going to try to eventually like switch this around so that I'm not looking at my phone when I first wake up, because that's a big thing like not to do. But anyway, basically, I will drink a massive glass of water after I've done the work and will sit and listen to a Mimi Bouchard meditation, like a 30 minute to 20 minute meditation. And during that, I'm, I'm doing really good like breath work. I'm thinking of my intentions. I'm thinking of what I'm grateful for. I'm manifesting. And then if anything kind of comes up that I feel like I need to go deeper with, I will journal. I'm working on different types of journaling. I just bought a brand new book. It's called, and I can't wait to, I'm not starting it yet. I'm starting it in January. I want to tell you guys about this though. It's called one line a day. It's on Amazon. And basically for 365 days, you will type like what, what you did that day. Like, Oh, a sentence. Like today I would say, um, did a podcast with, Aisha and then went and golfed like that's what I did today so then for five years for 365 days when you go back to that to that day from like a year ago you can see what you did and like how far you've come and like maybe you were having a really bad day two years ago but then like you're having the best day of your life and you just get to like kind of see what you're going through the past five years and I just think it's a really cool journal so I'm excited to start that but yeah I do some sort of writing too especially when I'm feeling down or like out of sorts. I'll do a writing. I like to have a hot lemon water with apple cider vinegar, which at first is really, really, really hard to get down. Trust me, it does not taste great, but that just kickstarts your metabolism. And I try to do fruit first in the morning. I move every morning, every single day. I either power walk, I'll take Benji on a walk or we'll walk to Pilates or it just depends. But I always, and I listen to a podcast while I'm doing that, just constantly feeding the brain and like getting all of that in. So that's the longer version of like kind of what I do from day to day for my routine. I have so many of the same non-negotiables, like move my yes. body in the morning, listen to a podcast when I walk. Like, and it shapes everything. You guys got to fit in. And I hate it when people say like, oh, I don't yeah. have time to listen to a podcast. Like when you're walking, when you're making dinner, like you find the moments in the day. And especially right now through COVID, like I don't know about you, but in LA, I was used to going to a lot of events yes. and, and like PR events, conferences in the evenings in LA is like that. Like I moved apartments because I really realized like, wow, I'm always here now. And like COVID's been so crazy in LA and, and, and a lot of like different countries and states. But um, that's why it's so important to double down on this stuff and like meditating and getting self-aware and, and creating that life that you always want. And I kind of thank COVID for getting me aligned with all of this and kind of showing me the path of this growth because my mindset anymore is so much more positive and I just feel so much more confident in what I'm doing. And I feel like my path is a lot more clear now than it ever was just because I'm like thinking about what I want. And like when I'm meditating and like manifesting and like doing affirmations and stuff, like I am creating what I want instead of just like letting it happen to me. Like I'm doing it. 
you know, and then that it, you just, it feels so good. Yeah. COVID's been tough as hell on a lot of us, but it's also taught me to slow down because I was like you where I wanted to go to an event every day. I wanted to shoot this look every day, go to this workout class, have coffee with this person, like la la la. And it's just been like hard for me to just sit. Now it's like, you can't do that. So now it's like create and like keep, keep, keep like pushing forward. So I got to ask, like, so I know you're doing so many things with like your, your brand. I know you're very business minded. What are you working on right now? Like that you're most exciting for, like, how's the brand growth growing? What are coming up in your personal brand business? I want to hear it. I love this. So I recently, like a year ago, I started getting back into golf again and like taking it seriously. And so with that, I've been in contact with some golf brands and eventually like I want multiple different products that I'm working on collaborating with, like that I'm a part of, but this is kind of the first one that is starting to take off and I'm designing a golf line for women. It's a passion of mine just because I think golf has a very male dominant side to it. And I feel like girls are kind of scared because there are, there's so many rules. Like you have to be so respectful. You have to like you have to dress a certain way. You have to have a collared shirt on. And I want to make golf cool. I want to make golf accessible to women. I want to like, I want women to want to play golf and not feel intimidated on the golf course. Like let's go out there and have fun. I'm really excited about this golf line. And I'll definitely send you a PR box by the way, because the clothes are going to be so cute. But yeah, so that's what I'm doing. It's going to be my first, like, first of all, it's my first time designing anything. And so sitting there designing, telling them what I want, what I don't want, like, it just felt really good to be the boss for a second. I don't know, just to play the role. And so I love the whole process of it. I'm learning so much, like picking swatches out, how certain things lay, like what works, what doesn't. And this is this is all a big learning experience. So we're going to see like how this goes. Obviously, it's going to be my first round. So we'll see. And I'm just I'm just excited for the experience. So <laughs> wow, I love this because it's so true. Like golf is always looked at like that, like my dad loves golf. He always played like, and it's such a, it's always, it's almost like this mindset of like you golf because it's like, I mean, it's a great way to network. It's a way to grow, but it's like, why are women like not doing like, why is that not, not welcome on the course? But to me, that looks like, well, you know who the most powerful person on the course is then women. When we're on the course, like guys are just like, Oh my God, there's a girl on the course. Like, Oh my gosh, she made contact with the ball. Oh my gosh, she's wearing a skirt. Like, it's just, it's, it's a bit sexist, but at the same time, like women can control the room on a course like that in a setting like that. If, if they are confident enough to, and I think that that's a huge, like, I don't know, lesson to me is that we're powerful and we can make the business deals. We can network. We can do all of those things on the golf course just as well as they can. And it's going to be way more impressive when we do it than when they do it, because we're like, like creatures on that course. Like we're just not as welcome, you know, in the golf world. And this so. can just keep growing and evolving. I truly, I know you probably didn't market research on your space, but like, I feel like there is no one like leading with that brand identity and that brand ethos and that brand. Why? When is this launching? I'm so excited. I mean, uh, it's going to be in the spring. We, I'm waiting to get our first round of samples back and I'm going to test them out and make some revisions. And then Hopefully by like end of February, this like early spring, maybe end of spring, it'll be all launched, but I will definitely keep you guys posted because this is my baby and I'm like, I'm so excited. When did this idea birth? Uh, I would say honestly, during COVID this idea birth. So I was working with this brand Swing Dish and 
I, they loved their clothes. I was doing posts for them. I was doing TikToks for them, like all of this content. And they just were like, we need some spunk. Like we want to have a younger crowd in the golf world. Like we want younger girls. And I'm like, well, why don't we just, why don't we try something out? Let's make it, let's do a collab. Let's design a line. And so it's going to be called heat times swing dish, which is cool. There's like, there's even little tags that will say heat on them, which I'm like, it's all in the details for me. Like the little like things. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be so cool. I'm, I'm really, really excited. Oh, clearly your audience and like community is so excited as well. So you've been sharing it now and you're going to share more of it into the new year. I'm sure. Oh yes. Yeah. And as it gets closer, like we're going to be doing like different campaigns with different girls. Like I said, we're going to be sending a bunch of PR boxes out to different golfers and then different like bloggers too, because they're going to be cute. I mean, you know, the, the like tennis skirt with the oversized sweater with the collar hanging out. This is why we need to make golf like cute because that's a golf outfit. Like, yeah, it's a tennis outfit, but it's also a golf. So like, it's, I just, I can't wait. It's going to be so, oh, so and it's so aligned too to like everything you've been building and nurturing for so long. I always say it's like so important with your brand to play the long game, like keep nurturing, keep providing value. And look now when you have your launch next year, it's going to be a freaking killer launch because you've nurtured, you've built this brand, you've been doing the reps and it's just going to be epic. It's something I've struggled with too, because it's like, I'm not super known for golf yet. And I just keep trying to like plug it in, plug it in, but you're right. Like it's really important to do the nurturing part of it where, you know, I'm connecting with other golfers. I'm posting about golf. Like I'm, I'm getting more known for being a golfer so that they, whenever this launches, you know, you do the work behind it so that it's successful. And I think that, thank you for noticing. Yes. I'm doing my best with that. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. Um, and I'm just really pumped for you. Anything else that you want to like plug that's coming up? And also with the modeling, I know we didn't dive into that. You modeled when you came out to LA or like you were modeling before, but now you're like, are you still modeling with the agency? Yes. It's so this is a really, a really good story. I'm glad that you brought it up because when I first moved to LA, I, I'm not... 5'11 I'm not six foot I'm not a string bean like it's a hard industry to tap into and this is I think this is important for girls to know that don't limit yourself you know like if you want to model you can model but when I first moved to LA back to that I you know I gained some weight I wasn't happy I was like searching for work and and like happiness and things that weren't aligning with who I really even was. Even just stress, like regardless, even if you're eating, like our bodies as females, like even if we're stressed, we'll gain weight. Yes, I know. <laughs> if you're stressed, like you literally will not be able to lose weight or you will like hold water weight. So I just wasn't feeling my best. And then once I got out of that mindset and like things started working, you know, I lost weight, whatever. I started meeting the right people. I was doing different events for A-Stars and AS by DF. I was at an event for, with at this place called Cassie Club, and the owner of Newmark Models came to the event, and she met me. And um, her name's Jules Newmark. She and to this day, she's like one of my best friends. But when we met, it was like done. It was we were connected from like lifetimes ago. She loved my personality, and I love this about her is that she's more about who you are as a person opposed to how you look and like how much money you're gonna make her. So like she wants people on her roster that have like good personalities that are hardworking, that are driven, that aren't just like the stereotypical like model that doesn't talk and like, I don't know, doesn't eat and like, I don't know, just doesn't enjoy life. And so I really respected that about her. And I always tell her this, when I first moved to LA in my journal, I wrote down three modeling agencies that I wanted to be a part of. 
And Newmark was one of them. And now I'm a part of it. And I'm just like, that is the power of, you know, affirmations and manifesting and stuff like write it down, put it to action. And so I signed with her. It'll be a year in November. I think I signed with Jules finally. And um, it's been one of the best things I've ever done. And I think I credit the reason I'm able to be in the modeling world um, a lot to two things. Number one, my mom, ever since I was little, like pushed me to be confident. Like whenever we would be at dinner and we would be at a dinner show and they'd be like, who wants to come up and be part of the magic show? My mom's like, you're going up there. Who wants to be part of like the dance, the dance portion of this show? You're going up there. Like it was always like pushing me out of my comfort zone to like be a part of this contest, be a part of like do the little things that like made people really nervous. And I think that that helped with my confidence a lot. And then second with modeling, um, the dance, like I'm constantly moving. I have a really specific style when I model, like I'm, I'm just always moving. I try to feel out the vibe. And I think that that has gotten me pretty far with like my bigger jobs. And, you know, like I said, I'm not a seven foot tall, like hundred pound model. So I have to really, you know, use my brain and all my other attributes to make my, make my way. And so those are a couple of the things that I really, really, I'm so happy you said all of that because that's, I know a lot of people who I'm connected with will tell me about like with modeling, they want to make it and they want to figure out like avenues. And the one thing that I've noticed is like the industry is pivoting. Like brands want to work with influencers more than typical models who have no brand presence, no personality. And they want people who are like normal sizes. Like it's more relatable. And it's so crazy how the industry is changing. I could name so many influencers who I follow who now are essentially like they have agents for modeling because brands are constantly wanting them to shoot. So I think it's like you are the first, but now it's like probably on steroids. And I always have to fill out like how many followers I have, which I like to think sometimes maybe helps me, you know, get my foot more in the door because if you have a good presence on social media, they're probably hoping you'll repost anything from the shoot, which gets them brand like awareness. And so it's a smart, it's very smart. I'm very happy with where it's pivoting to because I think it's good for us females. Um, Your your manager at um, your agency is probably just like, damn. I got her what because like when that like a year ago even like I feel like models now models and actors I've been connecting with lots who are like now I gotta actually give a shit about my brand and like learning how to build it because brands my agent wants me to build a following a two when we book jobs if I have a higher following and if I have more people um, and a bigger community like genuine audience key then the brand will more or less want to book you 100% yeah and it's just so nice that you know we kind of got a head start with the blogging world so it's working hand in hand it's it's great you know the way marketing changes is scary sometimes like it's really scary how powerful Instagram is. It's really scary how powerful TikTok is, like things like that. But also it's really rewarding and you just have to, you know, maneuver through it and grow with the times and you'll be good. And, and community is key. I think as long as you are someone who's self-aware, knows your values, knows your why, I love that, then you're always going to grow. And last like question, I want to get you to give your top three tips on like how people watching can like build an authentic, engaged audience and community like you have. So now when you're launching a golf brand, you're you're continuing to model, you're doing all these other business endeavors, which is gonna continue to grow. You have this like community who's loving you. And like, even today, like you are like loving to hear you talk. So it's like, and then this will be later up as an IGTV. So you guys can like watch it if you missed it. But 
What would you say your three tips for building a community and a brand like you have? Love this question. Three tips. Number one, consistency. I do not care. Like this is the number one thing. You have to be consistent. You have to be constantly putting content out. I don't know if you, I used to watch Gary Vee a lot, but I feel like he kind of repeats himself, but um, put out content at all times. Like, and then look at what works. That's another thing. Like really look at what did well, what people responded to. Like for instance, a couple weeks ago, I reviewed a cookie dough, a like healthy cookie dough. On my story, like I literally opened it for the first time, took a bite of it. Like I didn't have makeup on, my hair was in a bun. I'm like, hello. And um, people love that. They're like, well, let me know when you find a cookie dough you like, like a healthy cookie dough you like. Like you should do a cookie. Like it's just certain things. People want something from you. They want knowledge from you. They want to learn about something from you. And so it's really important to keep that in mind. So number one, consistency. Number two, get really clear about what you're offering. I feel like I offer confidence and like support and being a woman and like, offering like female empowerment and outfits. Like I, I feel like I try to offer different ways to style outfits. If you're not like the girly girl and you like to be a bit grungier and like boyish, like I, that's how I like to be. And so I like to offer like outfit ideas for people. And then also just any type of self-help I like to add and like offer to my following just to kind of give them an idea of what I'm doing, what's working for me so that then they can do it. So one consistency to knowing what you're offering your people. And then number three is collaborating with other bloggers. Like that is such an important, that's how you're going to be able to get your name out there to other bloggers and other audiences and stuff is like by collaborating with other bloggers. So for instance, what we're doing right now, this is a really good way for us to expand our networks. And it's really hard on Instagram right now because of the algorithm. It just changes all the time. And so it's really not an easy time to go viral. So working with other bloggers to get your name out there is super important, but making it organic. Like I don't, I don't want to post your, your Instagram page and be like, love her style. Like I want us to be together, like getting coffee or we do a shoot together or so and also using all the different platforms too I know it can get a bit overwhelming but definitely you know spreading yourself out there being on YouTube a bit like I have a blog that I post on like once every six months that just so I have it and so that people can like read something I've wrote and then I have a Twitter and I have a TikTok and I have a Facebook page that I never open but like just making sure that you do you are spread across and that you're you're there and you're putting your content out there consistently and you're helping people and you're paying attention to what works and what doesn't that's going to help you grow your brand. <laughs> oh, those are money. Like everyone, I'm glad this is like recorded. It's going to be an IGTV. It's going to be a podcast. Like, like the same thing, like getting your presence everywhere. And it's like making your life easier. Like I think the live is such a great way because we're doing a live. We're doing an IGTV. We got some store. We got the podcast. It's like so many things. So thinking like for you guys watching, like how you can make your job easier. But those tips, like we're all like so amazing. And the really cool part about all this, it like went full circle because your journey, you did all of that in your journey. Yes. Yeah. And it's just speaking from experience. Like I love that. It did go first full circle and I I'm grateful for the experiences and I'm grateful for every, all the bullshit I went through and I'm just happy to be here. And I'm, I try to show gratitude in everything that I do. So and I appreciate you having me on. I'm so grateful for this connection. I love, cause we didn't connect before this. We're like, quick call. We're like, let's go. We'll connect on the live. <laughs> so I'm so excited for everything to come. So grateful. And I just want to honor you for your time. And I really appreciate it. Cause I know it was 
it's Thanksgiving in the U.S. My Canadians, we don't have Thanksgiving, but we're in the U.S. It's like such a, a family time. So I really want to honor you for your time. And just you dropped so much value. So like anyone who was on the live, they got to see it live. But if not, this is value that's going to live forever. And I just want to thank you again. Well, thank you. And yeah, this has been so great. I'm so glad we connected. Let's connect in real life when I get back. <laughs> yes, totally. When you're back, we'll connect in LA. And for anyone listening or who's watching the live, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you in the next one.